Hello, everybody. And it's Sunday and kind of a cloudy day at that. Is everybody getting ready for Snowmageddon at the end of the week? I'm not ready. Oh, uh, they're saying what? Plus 12 plus inches? Well, course, then maybe this it'll is give us some Sunday. traction because yeah. <laughs> as it stands, I'm, I, yeah. my girlfriend went to go get co- caribou coffee and I saw her walking down our driveway with these coffees and it gave me a near heart attack. Now, you remember, you got to go get the chicken grit number two. Yeah. Chicken grit number two. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it out there. I'm sorry, but boy, I've gone through the average winter. I probably go through a bag and there's a 50 pound bag and I go through uh, a, a bag and a half. Okay. <laughs> it did well in our back step. It's just like when it keeps melting and yes. then refreezing. Yeah, I know. You just keep doing it. Just our, keep doing our it. Our driveway seems like the neighborhood sluice, too. We have like every single bit of water has seemingly collected <laughs> in my driveway. Yep. Yep. No, I, I, like I said, I've gone through, I think I'm, on, I'm just on my fourth bag now of chicken grit number two. So Smart. It's, it's called Cherry Stone, is the manufacturer's Cherry Stone. You can get it at the feed mill. It's 12 bucks for 50 pounds. And then you can, at the uh, hardware stores, you can get what's called traction grit. Uh, same thing. But the cost is, I think, for 25 pounds is like, like something like eight bucks. You know, so you can get 50 pounds for 12 bucks. So I don't know. To me, it's a little bit better. But, and, but some people don't want to handle 50 pound bags. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Depends know. on how much property you got. Yeah. You don't need to go to uh, the gym if you handle, you know, mm-hmm. the 50 pound bags, right? So how were um so the Super Bowl is over and done no sadly how, yep how was your uh, it was a good game though no? oh, oh man yeah. was it a good game at no time did you want to leave the TV I no. actually sat and watched the game usually I'm doing laundry and putzing you know checking I literally we had sat plans and watched to play game. poker by the second half when things were cooling down and no yeah. it was nuts hundred percent the whole time I yep everyone was just on it um, uh, now how did you like your beef sticks. Was obsessed. <laughs> Those are incredible, and the, they're so like the flavors are like yeah varied, but all like very flavorful. Yep, yep. I have to go check that place out. Yep, Grandhoffer's Meats up on sixty one, just north of Hugo. So yeah, Spin he's got a lot. Uh, like I said, I think he's got one hundred and thirty one different flavored brats. Yeah, and including and, gummy bear. Yep, gummy bear. That's what got him on the map. But and also what he's done now too is that you know some people don't want to eat beef. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's usually what's in most of your brats, right? So now he's got turkey and chicken brats also in the same flavor, like apple cinnamon, which is a great breakfast brat. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, and so he's, yeah, he's really stepping up to the plate to what people people want. So that's pretty cool. So I'm good. He liked your beef sticks. It was really, really good. I know I love them. I think my all-time favorite one, I really like, it sounds goofy, but the cranberry chicken one, I like that one, wild rice. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, cranberry very classic rice. combination. Yeah, and then um, the obviously the, the cheeseburger one, I like that one too. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so it's good. So anything else happened new this week? Um, anything earth shattering? Nothing earth shattering. I went to a wine tasting. Hey, that was fun. Oh, that was where fancy. Was that, at? that was at uh, the Institute of Art. They had this like kind of art and wine pairing thing uh, oh, okay. that was based in the French Revolution. It was very fun, very interesting, and unique experience. And then yesterday, I went to Burger Dive and played pull tabs. Ah, so that's just did you win? two ends of the spectrum. No. And oh. you want to know what's even more annoying about me not winning? What? They weren't good pull tabs. The lamination was such that every time you tried to crack them and pull them, yeah. they'd tear apart. So oh. you can't, it's not even satisfying. Oh, wow. I never got into that. Boy, there's people that literally... 
will sit and buy a box out. And I said, why are you? That's my you, parents. You already know it's a win. You're going to get some of your money back. That the, makes no sense. Stephanie loves pull tabs. Oh, see, I, I just can't see that. Same with like when they go to casinos and you sit there with the button and for the the spitter things, you know, you don't no longer take the arm. No, and pull it down. I, I hate the, the slot machines. Press the, yeah. Just sit there and press the buttons. And it's like, that. there's no, I always play the, what do they call it? Poker where you got to select the cards and then, you know, how, who you're going to keep. Yeah. And I the, play, and, I play a lot of blackjack. If you sit at the bar and do the computer blackjack, okay, that's, okay. that's my sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah, I'm just not, I work so hard for my money that I don't, <laughs> I don't go. My husband, he, whatever he touches, anytime he goes to the, he goes, he's got a friend that he goes up there and they have breakfast, you know, to Hinkley mm-hmm. once in a while. And he wins, you know, he, we went one time, yeah, I came out 20 bucks and he came out, I don't know, 500. <laughs> but, yeah, so. my dad has that luck. He won $500 in pull tabs at Burger Dive the last time we were there. Oh, Lordy. He tipped the waitress $100. Good. Was, <laughs> That's what you do. Yep, <laughs> Quite you got, the experience. Yes, when you win, you got the person that sold you the tickets. You want to make sure you give them some. Yeah, pay on, pay on the love. You got that it. That good luck only goes so far. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth. <laughs> so, hopefully, you guys got some good questions for me today that I'd greatly appreciate it. So, you can give a holler, 651 641. 1071. That's 651-641-1071. And a reminder, next week is the last Sunday of the month, so Dr. Jessica Levy will be the holistic vet. It seems like she was just here, uh, will be on. And so hopefully save your vet questions, you know, for next week, and uh, hopefully she can help you, okay? And, you know, traditional me- medicine and conventional, or conventional medicine and holistic medicine need to work together. They both, neither one has all the answers, but if you put them together, you can solve problems. And so that's why, you know, like, there's not many holistic vets out there. And the reason a true a holistic vet, uh, they use the buzzwords like natural and stuff like that, but a true holistic vet doesn't do vaccinations and doesn't do antibiotics unless strongly, strongly needed. They try to do remedies and, and such like that. And so that's why, like I said, um, uh, what Dr. Karen Becker, who is kind of the guru of the holistic medicine, she's out of Chicago. And uh, she's the one that has a whole, let's see, he, uh, healthypets.mercola.com. Uh, the thing is, is what she said is that in order to get credibility, you have to be a certified vet. If you would just say, I am a holistic person for animals, it, it, a lot of people are skeptical. Like, do you really know what you're doing? And so Dr. Karen Becker went and got her doctorate, you know, DVM. And then the, the instant she graduated, she went zooming into the holistic side because she, at least she's got her title and now she's more believable. And so, like I said, a true holistic vet uses as little as conventional stuff as possible. And so that's why it's like, do you really have a, one that is holistic or are they uh, pushing the flea and tick, the heartworm, the, you know, pushing everything that that is kind of toxic for the animals or are they telling you how to do things more naturally that's what you what you need to do um also too now you all know i, I ended the show last week you know with my gilligan i had to put him down pet cremation mn uh john and his staff are, are awesome awesome to work with and anyway and uh, so i want to thank everybody um, my facebook f- uh, friends and my friend friends of all the condolences and that you sent to me and uh, but one thing that i want to really highlight so many uh, i am <laughs> i kind of got ahead of flower shop <laughs> i got quite a few flowers in which oh, was, was really yeah it made me feel really good and but the thing is is that what you've got to remember especially now with easter coming up is that uh lilies are toxic 
highly toxic mm-hmm. to cats. Okay, all the cat needs to do is lick the leaves sometimes, and they can be in renal failure in forty-eight hours. Unfortunately, a couple of these arrangements that I got, the, what's what was the mainstay on the center of it? Well, I mean, it's a morning flower. A lot a of the morning arrangements oh. tend to include lilies. Yeah, and so what happens is that I had to pull those lilies out and put them in the trash because I wasn't going to take a chance that my Adeline would jump up there, rub on it, and then I don't. I'll have a, a dead cat. Okay, yeah. and I can't. And the Asiatic lilies are the worst, uh, like stargazer. But what happens too? Not only licking the leaves, but you know how the, in the center you got those little. Stamen. Okay, the things that have, yeah, and then you, you touch them and the little stuff falls off. Yeah, the, the stamen. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, okay, God, look at you. Okay, <laughs> I just say that little thing about her inside. <laughs> but anyway, that's what's really super toxic. You know, like as the, as the arrangement gets older, then some of that stuff starts falling out and then it falls onto the counter and the cat walks through it or the cat even goes up to sniff it like, hey, real flowers. <laughs> and so, and they can get it. And so there's many ways they can digest it. So, Please, heads up, uh, those of you that want to send flowers for any occasion, you know, to people, if they have a cat, please tell the florist no lilies, okay? And then if you have, like, such as what happened with me, people sending their condolences and sending me plants, please, you know, I, I, I appreciated every one of them, but I'm sorry I had to take the lilies out. <laughs> yes, so, but just be mindful to spread the word, talk to your florist, and that's what I was going to do is start calling, send a, note, a letter out to florists said, hey, you know, when somebody orders, especially like if a pet dies, if there's other pets in the house, are they cats? No lilies, okay? Now with Easter right on our doorstep, Prittner, um, uh, lilies are huge this time of year. And so yeah. and so that's why I tell people, I have to remind them, you know, um, that, hey, remember, no lilies, you know, in my house, I got cats. And th- and that's just cats, not dogs? Nope, yeah. Interesting. It's not toxic, toxic. They can make it, like this, especially the Asiatic lilies, yeah. they're like stargazer, they can make pets sick, you know, the dog's sick, but it will literally take out a cat. Yeah, and, and rubbing it, against it wouldn't kill a dog. Yeah, yeah. And so, but that's the thing is, if they got a cat, uh, even if they have a, they they say they have an outdoor cat, you know, that cat may get in, you know, and be attracted. You know, I did. Per, I just don't want to take a chance. Yeah. Lilies are out in the garbage. Sorry, <laughs> but anyway. So please remember that now with Easter, uh, get carnations or get something else for people for flowers instead of a stay away from the lilies. If uh, people that you're bringing them to, or even if you get them for yourself, that there are no lilies. How are okay. orchids? Orchids are my favorite. Yeah, orchids. Uh, so far as that, yeah. Let's say I think eating them is a a, a thing they can get sick. Yeah, because they're they're similar to lilies. They're yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's but that, like I said, I love the stargazer lily. And on the smell of the star, you can yeah. smell it like, you know, a block away. They're so good. And, but I, like I said, I can't have them because I got kids, cats, you know, into, and that's all we had. And you can, they can lick the leaf that can, you know, you know, like I said, I'm not taking the chance. Yeah. Okay. So please it, uh, spread the word. No lilies, especially with Christmas coming up. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah. About a year from now, yeah, but not as soon as, as Easter is. So, so give a holler guys. 651-641-1071. One, and we're going to run and then come back and start talking to you. What's a dog's favorite food for breakfast? What's a dog's favorite food for breakfast? Be back. Hello. Thanks for to- tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. Remember, all the shows here on My Talk are podcasts. So you can go to MyTalk1071.com and you can, uh, if you want to listen to Jason and Alexis shows, past shows, uh, Bradley and Donna, right? 
Or is it Dawn? Dawn. Dawn, okay. <laughs> I, I haven't quite grasped the You're pair close. yet. You're close. <laughs> the Dawn, Donna. But anyway, uh, and, you know, obviously, Katie Kate and I just go to our show pages and you can hear all the past shows. All right, who's up? Well, so up next, we have, uh, well, oh, up wait a minute. first. We forgot the joke. Yeah, I <laughs> felt like we were missing yeah, something yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, wait, wake me up, wake me up. What? Uh, uh, what's a dog's favorite food for breakfast? Begging strips. Oh, that would be good. No, those are very yucky. Those are all toxic, yucky things. They smell oh, disgusting. Yeah, I know it makes you want to just... Never mind. Okay, <laughs> pooched eggs. Pooched eggs. Pooched eggs for breakfast. Cute. Pooched there you go. eggs. This is very healthy for your dogs, too, so go for it. You <laughs> could, uh, but anyway, okay, who's up? <laughs> well, so first up, we have Kristen, who is introducing a new puppy to her older doggy. Okay, hey, Kristen, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So you have an existing dog? Yeah, we have a seven-year-old golden retriever. Okay. And she um, has lived with our yellow lab that we lost about two years ago now. Okay. And uh, Bashan, who we just lost, uh, well, two weeks ago. Oh, geez. Um, they were very bonded. Okay. And so now we just got, on Thursday, an eight-week-old golden retriever puppy. Okay. Um. And so just looking for some advice on really getting her to tolerate the puppy a little better. No, that's not her job. Nope, nope, nope. That's your job. Okay? When you get a puppy, puppies are relentless. Those needle teeth want to hang off the legs, the face, the tails, and just poke at the existing dog. You have to be the referee. Okay? So if the puppy is getting really pokey, then you put the puppy, you know, pokey at the dog, you know, hanging off, whatever, and just poking at the existing dog. Then you put the pup on a leash, and you the leash is tied to you, so the pup is with you. All right. And so then uh, like, if you want to let the pup, you know, a couple times a day come together and play with the adult dog. But if the dog, the adult dog is looking for an exit, then you let you that pup goes on a leash and is with the humans. Not, you know, you got to protect the face and space of the existing dog. You're the one that okay. chose to get a puppy, not the existing dog. And they, he, right. they, he, they were just fine. And then all of a sudden this little, this thing comes in and it's just, bah! And it's like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with this. Okay, it's like, you know, a 90-year-old uh, uh, human, and now you've got a two-year-old child running around you. You know what I mean? And so that's, yeah, so that's why you've got, and plus you don't want the puppy to bond to the existing dog. And so that's why the pup should be tied to different adults or, you know, in the in the family. So they bond okay. to the humans and not to the dog. Because people don't realize that the pup what bonds to the existing dog until the existing dog leaves. And all of a sudden that dog is looking at you like, who are you? You know, my, my mentor is gone and who are you? Oh. Okay? okay, and so that's why it's really important. They can come together and play together here and there, but otherwise, separate walks, separate car rides, separate play times. You know what I mean? So that the that, and you know the bonding has completed to the humans to, from the pup to the humans. Let's say the dogs are playing, and you walk into the room, the existing dog will automatically come racing up. Hi, hi, I missed you. Now the pup is going to follow, you know, the existing dog. But now, if the pup comes running to you and forgets about the existing dog and is more into you. Now the bonding to the humans is coming together. All right? Oh, and so that's why you've got to be careful. People don't think of this. They just get an existing. But like I said, pups are hell on existing dogs and on yeah. humans with those needle teeth. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and so, sure. Yep. And they shred clothes and they shred skin. 
And so now if the dog is biting at you, you can take a hair mister, plant mister, fill it with water, set it on stream, and kind of carry it with you. If the teeth, the mouth opens like he's going to grab you, give a growl, ah, blast in the face with the water, and then say no bite. Ah, blast, no bite. When the pup backs off, just call me and go, thank you. Very nice. Stay calm. Be what you want the pup to be. No tug-of-war games, no wrestling games at this time. That could come later, but not right now. You want to raise a, a calm, steady dog. Don't teach him to be rough and rugged. Okay? Okay, yep. We've been doing a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, it's just you just got to think about it in, in like how I equate it with in the human world. Let's say you've got you know a, a son and you don't want him to be a, a, a nanny, a ninny or whatever. So the dad will give him noogies on the head and brahma, come on, push, you know, buck up, here we go, here we go. Okay, now all of a sudden you get a call from the school saying, hey, your kid's a bully on the playground. Well, that's what he was taught at home. That's the way he yeah. thinks it should be done. And so that's why if you mm-hmm. do that, you play rough with a cat or a kitten or with a puppy or with a dog, you're getting what you're taught, you're teaching. And so then, you know, so that's why I teach, use the brain, you know, start teaching obviously obedience and then some tricks and stuff like that. You know, do it that way instead of taking and teaching the dog to be pushy. Okay. Okay. Now they do, the older dog does seem to like, when they go outside in the yard and play, yep. she likes that. So would that be okay? Yeah, yeah that's fine. Please? But then pay attention. You know, if the the pup is, you know, whereas it pushing too much at the the uh, desisting dog, then it's time for the pup to go back on a leash. Okay, yeah. you can see the difference between I've had enough or Hey, isn't this fun? <laughs> right. So you got to be the referee for them. Okay, but yeah, that have at it. Let them go out and play. But there again, separate car rides, separate. You know, you want that pup to bond to the humans in the in the house, and then you'll have a great relationship with the pup. But the, and then the two as the pup gets older and not so mouthy jumpy and those needle teeth leave then the exit your existing dog will be a lot more tolerant perfect okay all right that okay. sounds great Thank okay kiddo you. good luck take okay, care thanks bye-bye yeah, people, you got to realize, you know, sometimes people get two pups at a time, and that's the worst thing that you can do. Whether they're siblings or it's two pups from different litters, the whole thing is if you don't, you know, have separate kennels, separate playtime, separate walks, separate car rides, separate time with the with the pups, and it'll get them to bond to the humans. They're going to bond to each other, and as the dog gets older, you're going to have a mess. And when you get two at a time, there's usually the follower and the leader. The follower is more shy and timmy, timid and more reserved. And then you got the pushy one that, hi, you're going to be my friend. Okay. And the follower obviously follows. Okay. So anyway, that was a no brainer. <laughs> okay. Who's up next, kid? Well, so next up we have uh, Cam, whose uh, dog is acting a little needy. All right. Hi, Cam. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. So what kind of puffer do you have? So I have, she's like 14 or 15 months. She's a yellow British lab. Okay. Um, And she's a fantastic dog. I mean, we've, she's got a soft mouth. She's a hunting dog for us. Nice. She's extremely obedient, great walker, great eater, everything. Nice. Um, The only problem is, and we also have a... 11-month-old German short hair pointer, too. Okay, all right. They get along great. Both ones, obviously, super high energy. Yeah. Um, but my lab, she is extremely attached to me. Okay. Um, I've got two kids, older teenagers, and my husband, and 
in the mornings, I can't stay in bed because she will not leave the bedroom to go outside to do her business and to get her breakfast. She will climb up on bed and just stay with me until I get up and let her outside. Okay, well, but you're allowing that. You're making the decision for her. Right. Okay, so the thing is, is that, you know, if you want to stay in bed and somebody else is in the house, then just have them bring the leash and hook the leash on and say, let's go. You know, just be perky, positive. Uh, Sometimes if a dog doesn't want to go, have a squeaker toy. Squeak the toy. That'll get every dog's attention. Like, oh, where's that squeaker? Let's go check this out. And then they're going to forget about, you know, oh, that's right, mom's not moving, so I'm not moving. All right. So you got don't let okay. the dogs train the humans in the in the house. You set the rules up and then you follow through. And so it's not me master okay. you dog by no means. It's like okay, just like even a, a two year old child. You know everything is learned by you, uh, by humans kowtowing to the dog's needs. You know what I mean? And so then yeah. what happens is that you create an issue. Whereas okay, now the dog won't go out. Okay, do you want to hold on so we can discuss this more? Sure. I gotta go. I, we gotta go to break. So hold on. Okay. Okay. Let's see. What kind of mouse does not eat, drink, or even walk? We'll be back. In the first few weeks of any new year, an estimated 23% of people fall off the resolution wagon. It could be the beckoning lights of a drive-through, or winter fatigue. But it's not too late to get back on. Buy one month at YMCA now and get another for free. We're a community of real people who can help you hang on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. All right. Hello, hello. What kind of mouse does not eat, drink, or even walk? Computer mouse. Ding, 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 ding. That one was easy. There you go. Well, we can't stump you all the time. <laughs> I don't want you to give up. <laughs> I don't want you to give up. I like that. There you go. Uh, give a holler. You got some open lines. 651-641-1071. Okay, let's go on back to Cam. Cam, are you there? I am still here, there, yeah. There you go. Okay, and so so that's what you're going to do is that you've got to just readjust the leadership in the house, okay? Whereas uh, you want to stay in bed, you have somebody, you know, set this up ahead of a time. I don't know whether they want to call you or whatever. But anyway, so then they're just going to come up and get put the leash on the dog and just in a happy, chipper voice, let's go. We're going outside. If you have to, squeak a squeaker toy. And the dogs automatically turn their heads like, whoa, you got a squeaker? Come on, let's go. We're going potty. You know, just make a fun thing out of it and, and stay the course. If, you know, the, if the pup, if she just kind of slams on the, um, you know, the, the brakes, like, ah, I'm not going to squeak that toy. Come on, we can do this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Be the cheerleader. Don't say like, come on, we're getting this done. <laughs> okay. Right. You want the dog to feel that it's something fun to do, not something to be worried about, to go with somebody else other than yourself now if you're sitting um on the couch does she like uh, immediately jump up on the couch and, and sit next to you no well they're not our dogs aren't allowed on the furniture oh good so, okay that's good but she will she will be right at my feet okay, okay. usually after a while she's fine and she goes and she'll go back to the bedroom and we leave their kennels open and she'll just go oh, good. nap in her kennel good. or go in a dog bed in the living room. Okay, that's so. excellent. And that's where she's not constantly wanting to touch you. No. Because when they want to constantly no, touch you, that's that's not good. good. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, yeah, she's, but, she slammed on the brakes, you know, and then you just kind of, yeah. fine, I'll get up. And now you created a habit that you don't yep. particularly like. <laughs> so now what we got to do about is... When she, 
What about when she, if we close, if I get her out and I go let her outside and then everybody else takes care of her breakfast and everything, I will shut my bedroom door and she will just sit there and cry and not budge until I come out for the day. Okay. So then what happens is that whoever's in charge of her that brought her down there, okay, feed her in the kennel. And so then shut the kennel door. And so then now she's not coming out of the kennel until you come out and come down. She's not telling okay. you to, you know, you have to listen to that, the whining outside the door. All right. Because yeah, now just yep. change the routine. And so then once you change the routine for a couple months, then all of a sudden that other routine that, you know, sitting by the door crying uh, is gone. So you just got to change the okay. routine. Like they usually say it takes, like in the human world, it takes, what, 30 to 40 days of to change a, a bad habit, you know, where you're on to the next and you're kind of pretty much over that a bad habit, maybe smoking, biting your nails, whatever type thing. And yeah. so that's kind of what the dogs, too, out of, you know, get them out of that sink and onto something okay. else. All right. Don't we get to divide by seven because they're dogs? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Divide by seven. That's good. That's good. But just whoever's <laughs> going to be taking care of this is the new routine, and everybody's got to be, you know, on yep. on that. Okay, so you can break that okay. cycle, and things should work Sounds out. Good. Okay. Good luck. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye. Yeah, a lot of times people don't realize the dogs train us humans to get what they want when they want it. Uh, just like uh, how many dogs will come up, and especially tall dogs, you're sitting sitting down, and the dogs will come up and ram their head between your elbow and your armpit. Mm-hmm. It'll squeeze in there like and like lift your hand up like, okay, now you can pet me now. <laughs> I know a lot of golden retrievers who do that. Yeah, and yeah. so then what I do is I dig my elbow into the side, and I turn my head sideways. Uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. Okay, it's say, uh-uh, get, get. Okay, and then as they start going away, that is my idea. I'll let them get out maybe across the room or whatever, and then I'll call them back in, ask them for a sit, and then give them hugs and kisses. It's my idea. It's not the dog training me to pet them on their demand. Yeah. You know, and some owners, they don't care. That's fine. You know, but the thing is, is if you're having any kind of problems in the house, let's say the dog, when he gets outside, they don't walk well or they're, they they won't come well. When you're having, you know, issues, then that leadership of you is you decide is huge. Well, you've got to start changing things to build the respect and trust from the dog. Because remember, dogs don't do things out of love. They do things out of respect and trust that we've earned. Okay, who's up next? Well, so next up we have Elizabeth, whose dog is on a bad sleep schedule, waking up in the middle of the night. Uh Uh-uh, not good. Hey, Elizabeth, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Okay, what kind of pupper do you got? She is a a three-and-a-half-year-old beagle dachshund mix that we got from Secondhand Home. And how long have you had her? We've had her since she was about 10 weeks old. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know. I thought maybe you just got her. Okay, so what's going on? You know what? When we had her initially, the foster mom had her two siblings as well and had always commented on how often they go to the bathroom. Okay. And that's just kind of been her thing. Like, she goes a lot. And she'll get me up in the middle of the night a couple times because I hear her pause on the floor. Okay. My fiancé does not. So if I've been gone for a few days, he doesn't get up with her. And there's no accident. Okay. I think it's just that I'm hearing her, and then she'll keep coming back until I get up with her, and then I... Take her out because she's got to go. There you go. She always goes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. but you, you, now, d- when she goes potty, is it just she goes a lot of piddles or does she have a lot of doo-doos or is it both? Um, It's more pee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And maybe it's not like a ton, okay. you know, each time, but. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, okay, being that she can make it through the night 
when you're not mm-hmm. there, you've got to get just a little bit more, you know, ah, uh-uh, quiet. Or that's enough. Okay. You know, you've got to get more, whereas I am not going to answer that. All right. Okay. If you have to wear earplugs for a while, put earplugs <laughs> in. Okay. But if, if she can go, if she can go do it without go, you know, I mean, where he ignored her and, yep. and, and, and there was no problem, then we know she's trained you. Okay. Right. So we got to untrain you so that okay. she can go through the night. Now, the second thing we want to look at is that, okay, if she's drinking a lot of water, uh, what's, what did you feed her? You know, we feed her um, some just dry, there's a little bit of grain in it. Uh, I think it's Nulo brand that we get at Chuck and Don. Oh, okay, okay. Now, do you rehydrate the food or do you do you, do you give it to we her don't. dry? Okay. I would start rehydrating the food so she can okay. absorb it and digestible more. Okay, because now she's going to feel more fuller. She doesn't sure. have to drink as much water because you already rehydrated the food. Okay. So that, so now she can absorb it quicker, better, and she she's not putting as much water into her system. So that means she has to pee more. Okay. Okay, that's great. Uh, yep. And so now, do you rotate? Do you rotate the formulas? We haven't in a little while. We had talked to our vet and. They said everything seemed fine. Is that something that we're supposed to do often? Yes, because you remember okay. dogs, dogs are put on this earth to be the scavengers, to be the cleanup crew, to eat everything and sure. anything and not skip a beat. Well, lucky them, we bring them in uh, and we feed them the exact same thing for too long and you start having a lot of digestive disorders. They need okay. different proteins and most vets will say this, oh my God, don't, dr- don't change that food. And the thing is, is that the nutrition class that they get was put on by a big name that you know feed their product (laughs) it's not a true nutrition you got to do your own due diligence and understand why it's really important to rotate and especially the smaller the dog usually every three days you need to rotate into something different because smaller dogs are a lot more picky but the thing is is that you always rotate in and once you rotate it in a food that they have never had once it comes back into you know rotation you just open the bag and feed it's only at the beginning if they've never had it that you have to rotate it in okay? okay and so that's why that so that's another thing now do you give any kind of raw high chews pizzles or anything like that for the dog to chew on she gets like uh bones a uh, little like maybe once every week or so and then she does the greenies every day okay they have th- let's put the greenies in in the garbage uh okay. have, have you read what uh, read what's in it it's basically no. all starch, and okay. starch will gum up their digestive system. You can make your own greenie. Take a like a cookie cutter, okay? Yep. Spray the starch in. Put a little bit of green dye in there. Food coloring. Cool. Let it let it sit, and now you just made yourself a greenie. So oh, it goes. Awesome. It's all starch, and it really gums up a lot of dogs, especially if it's the same. They got cats. Yeah, the dogs will eat anything. You remember they're scavengers, sure. okay? But just be, because they eat it doesn't mean they should. So a lot of yeah. this can come into play with her digestive system and why she's getting up more and why she's pee- peeing more. You know, you give her a raw carrot to chew on, a piece of broccoli, mm. a piece of cauliflower. Give her healthy stuff to chew on and such. Okay. Now okay. the now the bone that you're giving it is her. Is it a bone that came? Is a raw bone that come? out of a freezer or what no okay it's just the bones that they have right in the front of chuck and don okay a little bit of stuff in the middle okay yep and so the thing is what you got to remember now that once because they have it doesn't mean we should give it sure only bone a dog should get is it comes out of the freezer it gets thawed they get to chew on it if it comes off a shelf it's like chewing uh like cement 
It does. If there if there's saliva, doesn't loosen it up. You know, you know what I mean. I'm not loosen it up, yeah. but make it more soft. Okay, then because uh, like when they eat a real raw bone, it has got moisture in it, right? And so yeah. it can be digested and such like that. And I understand you're talking, you're thinking about okay, what am I going to give my dog to chew on to keep the teeth, you know, tight, you know, so from yeah. uh, from uh, staying being good. She chews on that carrot. That's going to be a big one. You can get her a true, real butcher bone from, you know, um, like if you go to like Atlas Pet Supply, Pet Evolution, yep. things like that, they have the freezer section. <laughs> okay. And just go get a bone from them. Now, stay away from, you know, the, it's a round bone, you know, like the uh, round steaks, that round bone that's in round steaks. Okay, yep. and, and then they got the, like, the marrow in the center. Stay away from those. And the reason is, especially smaller dogs, sometimes when they get the marrow out of the center, that bone can get hooked on their jaw. And now we got to bring go in, put the dog okay. under to saw the bone off the jaw. You always want to give the dog something that they can gnaw at, turn their head sideways. They can pick at it with their front teeth, but there's no way anything, they can get stuck on anything. Sure. <laughs> okay? And so, by like I said, by changing that, then like I said, it might change her as far as you know being able to um not be drinking so much and such like that okay but yeah, yeah that's awesome for Thank error you. with the, the more positive things instead of just because they made it things okay and do you have stuff on your website of like better foods and selections for dogs um not on my website i don't i did that when okay. you take my classes um sure. one one thing that i uh, i'm a huge nut about is you know the nutrisource made in Perm, minnesota you know, yep. whereas their their food is, I, I love them. And so okay. they, and they got so many formulas to rotate. And then they got that kombucha that's great, has the probiotics, prebiotics, and such like that for their digestive system. You can add that a little bit to every dinner because it's a, 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 a resealable package, you know. And, yeah. then, and then they have dry, dry uh, soft food too, you know, in their Tetra packs. And so that's why I'm a huge, you know, uh, um, huge Nutrisource. That's, uh, that's okay. the only thing that I, I would feed, so. Okay. Well, thank you. This has been wonderful. Okay, good. Well, good luck. Take care. Yeah, I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we got to run and then we got to and we got to come back. Okay, let's see what we got here. In what year were outdoor gas grills first sold for family use? In what year? Okay? 1900, 1960, 1990, 2000. First year of gas grills sold to families. We'll be back. Who's singing this? Megan Trainer. I love her. I like that. Yeah. Most of the songs they, they play, I don't not because I'm a country person, you yeah. know. So, no, I really like this. Check out her her entire catalog. It's good. Oh wow, cool. Okay, I'm impressed. Okay, what year did outdoor gas grills for the was sold for the first time to families? 1900, 1960, 1990, 2000. 1960. Ding ding ding. I'm like yep. picturing the 60s magazine cover where like the guy's outside grilling. There you go. I was thinking because we got snow coming. I thought maybe let's think happy thoughts. I love grilling myself, but I do a charcoal grill. I did have a get a gas grill. Basically, was it, it was an oven outdoors. No matter what chips I put <laughs> in it or whatever, it never got the flavor that charcoal has. Oh, I like a and good so, gas grill. No, I'm, so. I've gotten pretty used to a good gas yeah, grill. No, so I, I'm the one that's, and I start my charcoal with the electric one, not mm-hmm. not by spraying that chemicals on top of the uh you know they got those uh don't do that <laughs> well yeah they got that you know it's 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 like a an oval 
and then you put it in the charcoal, put the charcoals on top, plug her in, and then within, you know, five, not even five minutes, you know, all of a sudden you're getting you're good. And so it's good. Uh, PSA for everyone out there is a charcoal grill. Your charcoal can stay hot in that grill for upwards of three and four days. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, our neighbors, uh, my parents' neighbors, they almost burned their house down because of their charcoal grill in their garage two days after they used it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. See, I, uh, my grill is up by the, the school, the obedience school. And so it's outside. So it doesn't, you know, when I, when I yeah. turn it, tone it on, you know, uh, cover it all up, you know, close all the vents and stuff like that. You know, it's sitting outside. That's the smartest way to do yeah, it. He's and not just, sitting in the school or in and something. Not against the side of a building no, either. Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. Yes. But, yeah. Be very careful with charcoal oh, because it that. is built to retain heat. Yes. Yes. And so, and I, I've got, I've been doing it for so long. I know how much charcoal I need. Mm-hmm. So I don't put too, too much on, you know, where some people, you know, they, they still got half a bag left and they could still do about five more days worth of cooking on yeah. it. You know, it's like, no, so I've gotten good at how much it should. But anyway, okay, let's go to the phones. Yeah. So up next, we have Sarah, who is uh, one of her German shepherds is having some bad boundary issues. Uh oh, bad boundary issues. Hi, Sarah. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Katie? Good, good. How old is your dog? It's, he's three. Three, okay. And, yep, we have another male German Shepherd who's almost two. Okay. And the older one, the three-year-old, uh, my husband likes to sit on the bed and watch TV. Okay. He'll get, he'll get on the bed, which we let them get uh-huh. on the bed, but okay. uh, he'll get on the bed, and it's just with my husband. He will, it's like he's obsessed with them. Okay. And he, he, you know, he's got this, he, I mean, he's a huge German Shepherd. He's got this huge nose. Okay. And he's just like, with, you know, with his muzzle right in my husband's face. And I feel so bad because my husband gets frustrated. Okay. It's like really a violation of his purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting up close and, and personal. And it's like he, I feel like the German Shepherd, he's, I feel like he's trying to say something or he wants something. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like we, we could all be on the bed. And if my husband even looks at the dog. Uh-huh. And that dog, the dog thinks that's an invitation to come up and attack him again. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's the sweetest dog. Okay. It's just really, I, we don't know how to deal with it. He doesn't, he's not honoring your husband's space. Okay, yeah. he's being, you know, too pushy into it. And so too what you, pushy. yeah, so what you've got to do is be more pushier, <laughs> right? So what okay. I would do is that you can set it up. Uh, I would put a leash on the dog. Okay, mm-hmm. and so then when everybody gets in the bed, or even just you know, your husband, okay, and the dog, the dogs for number one, wait to be invited up. If the dog just just jumps jumps up, you, you just take the leash, ah uh-uh, off. Okay, then you go sit down. If the dog tries to get up, ah uh-uh, off. First, so that's the first step that the dog okay. cannot get on the bed unless invited up. And at any time he tries to bypass, if you if you don't have the leash on, you just kind of bump him like off. All right. So, you know, obviously don't smack them or anything like that, but just bump them and, and to push them backwards, like with your forearm, you know, type thing. Never grab a dog by a collar. Never. All right. Like on his, like on his chest, like push him back. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, 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 and then turn your head sideways because a side profile to a dog is a calming signal. If you look directly at him, that's more of a challenge. Okay. Because you want the dog to understand, no, I'm not mad at you, but you are, you're, you're being too in, in, encroaching on me. Okay. So you turn yeah. your head sideways and you extend, you know, like if you have to hold your hand, like take your right hand and put it on your right wrist. 
Our left wrist? Yeah, it's really good, huh? <laughs> put your right hand on your right wrist. Let's see how that works. But anyway, put your right <laughs> hand on your left wrist. And then and then turn your head sideways and then bump them. You know, just give a, a bump and just say, ah. Okay, ah. Ah. Okay. Okay. And so then when he gets off, don't say good boy. Just go, thank you. Be very calm. Thank you. If he tries to come up again, ah. Try to get him before he comes up. You can see that he's thinking about it. He's looking like, okay, where can I land? <laughs> right. And it's going to be, ah, 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 wrong. Ah, okay. And so then now it, what you're after is that, like I say, you're not going to be watching any TV or anything like that. You just want to get him so that pretty soon the dog is just going to maybe just either stand. That's fine. Hopefully he'll lay down. And then now you won. Okay. Whereas he, you stood your ground. You didn't allow him to bypass you. All right. And so that's what we guys got to do is you got to set new boundaries so that the mm-hmm. dog, same with the couch. If you want him up on the couch, if you sit down and the dog jumps on the couch, wrong, off. That dog, especially as big a dog as you got, they should be mm-hmm. asked, they should sit and wait or stand and wait to be invited. Okay. Now let's say, okay, now you invite him on that. Now we, we're, 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 we're first work on this off thing. All right. Get that down pat. So the dog is honoring that he just doesn't fly up because he wants to. He is invited. First work on that's the first step. Okay. Now the second step is going to be working on that when he's on the bed, that if, if he comes into your uh, husband's face, have your husband quick turn sideways and kind of bump him, you know, with the forearm. Uh-uh, wrong. Uh-uh, wrong. But keep mm-hmm. the head turned. That's a side profile. There again, mm-hmm. it's it's a, um, a, a you know, like I say, a calming signal to the dog, and so just stay your ground. And the shepherds are so smart that if you in three days, if you do this right, you will have a whole different you know things will be a lot different than they are now because they pick up on your uh, cue really easy. And you just got to stay your ground. Don't let him come to you being uninvited, and then don't that he can't get up and into your face. All right. Okay. So you just mm-hmm. got to stay your ground and give it a ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, because uh. most people know the dogs to death. Every other word is no no no. And pretty soon that goes in one ear and out the other. But what all dogs universal language they understand growls ah. Uh. Because remember when they were with mom, if they were hanging off of mom's face, mom would give sure. a deep growl, like, get off my face. And if she did, the pup didn't, mom would quick pull around, grab the pup around the neck with her teeth and squeeze. And the pup would yelp, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mom would let go of her grip. And then pup would slowly walk away. And a little bit later, the pup comes up. Uh, still ticked. Mom will give a, oh, still ticked. Stay away from mom. So they all, they all dogs know how to honor a growl. Okay. okay. So you have to mm-hmm. low and slow. Ah, wrong. Ah, ah, ah. You know what I mean? Instead of, um, use, remember, it's, it's kind of a miracle how dogs can learn our language. But few people take the time to learn the dog's language, how, you know, how, what they're trying to tell us. So we got to kind of use some of their language to kind of under, so we can have a meeting in the minds (laughs) is what it is. Okay. And so that start out with a leash. You know, so that you can pull him off the bed if he tries to come up there with, you know, like go, go sit on the bed. If he jumps up, grab the leash, ah, off. Then they just say thank you. Turn your head sideways. Then glance at him. Turn your head sideways. Don't stare at a dog. Dogs hate to be stared at. Okay, and then just get up, walk away, then come back, then sit back on the bed again. Remember, you're not going to be inviting him right now. You want him to either sit or stand and just wait. And then maybe the third time around, now you're going to just wait and then invite him. Okay, up. And now, very nice, very nice. Okay, and if he wants to get into your face, turn your head sideways. Uh Uh-uh, just got to bump him away. Uh Uh-uh, back, back. And so then pretty soon he's going to learn that he just has to follow your direction and not just you know, dive right in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the command would just be up. 
and then when when you say up, then that's the only thing. Up means well to me. Up means I want you up. I'm going to pat the bed. Okay. I'm going to pat the bed and say up, and so then that's his cue that he can come up on the bed. Yep. Or you can say bed. However you you know you can name it. You can do whatever you want. So that that's will work for that. Okay. 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 Will that help you? Yes. Thank you so much. Well, Kit, you're going to help a lot. Good. Give me a holler. They're so so smart. Yes, they are. what I didn't know what how to deal with it at all. Okay, so. well we gotta I'm head sure to br- gotta head to break. You have a great day. 